Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. <laughs> I love it. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros podcast, along with my co-host, the insurance bro, James Cias with Pipeline Insurance. And as always, well, it's been a little bit, but uh, you know what? Today we're back. We are excited. We have another very special guest for all of you today. Nancy, you ready for this one? Here we go. All Check right, this one I'm out. ready. Small business owners like us know that we can't do it on our own. To be truly successful in business, in fact, to be a true business owner at all, we must build strong, independent teams that operate autonomously and, and allow us, as business owners, to work on our business, not in our business. Today's guest brings value in the form of executive coaching, helping startup CEOs take their businesses to the next level. Keep a special ear out if you're in the nonprofit space because today's guest is specializing in those nonprofits and is passionate about helping these charitable organizations provide all kinds of services to the community. From Proactive Leadership Group, please welcome Nancy Batterman. Very nice. <laughs> Good. What did that yeah, you did that right? great. Wow, I'm it's impressed. The only time I get to talk during the show, so you know, <laughs> it's your big I take chance. advantage of it. Yeah, wow. nice. <laughs> and we got some nonprofit questions coming up here. But ladies and gentlemen, let me speaking remind you guys. Speaking of nonprofits, speaking of nonprofits, 365 shoes was the goal. Woo. We met and exceeded that goal. Wow. Uh, Tim Yates and the uh, La Jolla uh, Keller Williams, right? Yeah, yeah. Picked up a donation today for some more shoes. So yep. thank you guys very much. We really appreciate all the donations you guys have had if you have any last minute pairs before the end of the year please let us know 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com he'll ride over on his harley pick him up and there sorry you go. about that's that right. he'll pick him up from you on that harley by the way the guy's also in insurance so if you guys have any insurance needs or maybe you want to add insurance into your business you guys got to find out how to do that it's pretty simple it's really easy we do all the heavy lifting for you James at csfirst.com or 619-884-0045 is his number. Um, lastly, we got um, – damn, I forgot what I'm saying already. See? Lastly, we got show sponsors. Show sponsors. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We got you. Uh, CasanovaFishTacos.com is where you need to go for all your catering needs. Look, figuring out what to eat at your parties, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a birthday, Fish whatever tacos. it is. Food is important. Fish tacos are amazing, especially from CasanovaFishTacos.com. Let them know that the business bro sent you so that you can get that little extra bonus. All right. You ready to rock and roll? Taco Club. Yum. He's singing the parody we made. (laughs) (laughs) We made a parody for Casanova Fish Tacos. Uh, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right. It was. All right, Nancy. We is ready. All right. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into this space of, of coaching? Well, so I've spent the last 34 years in the nonprofit space at the same company. And so I thought, gosh, if I'm going to make a change, I better do it 
soon. <laughs> yeah. So I decided, and I had been working actually with Proactive Leadership Group. I was working with Mike Morrow, who's based in Dallas, and he was my executive coach and working with the nonprofit I was with. And he approached me and said, hey, have you ever thought about doing executive coaching? And I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, I think you might want to think about it. And so I saw him over the Labor Day weekend and he said, I think you should think about this and come work on my team. And as you can tell, I said, yes. You said, yes. I said, yes. So tell me, what's, what's been different between what you were doing at the nonprofits before and what you're doing now? What's, I mean, there's, there's, there's got to be a lot of experience that you've taken from 34 years of working in that space to now coaching people in that space. So I'd say, yeah. So a lot of that is the same. Probably the biggest part, and which you won't be surprised for somebody that's kind of doing their own business is the selling part. Mm -hmm. So that's the new piece for me. I mean, I've done fundraising and raised money for ob obviously options for all. So I've done that, but now I have to kind of sell myself. Mm. And that's a little different. That's that what, what what do you think has been your biggest hiccup so far? I mean, it's only been 2 months on that on that front, but well, so I would say the whole talking about money and fees part of it is mm. the big hiccup is talk, you know, kind of understanding you know how to assess my value and then communicate that and to really talk about it so that's that's been the challenge that's been kind of a toughie huh there's a yeah. lot of people i mean and you're not the only one and you've raised funds before it's yeah. not like you haven't asked for money in exactly the past. but it was for an organization and this uh, feels a little different uh, tell me a little, i want to dig a little deeper there because there's a lot of people who 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 really do struggle with that i've struggled with that myself like getting uh, you know in, in any point i can come perform the the service or give the product and then it comes time to collect the funds right mm -hmm. to, to actually get paid for the service or product that you have and that has always been one of those awkward moments i feel like um I'll give you an example. When we were in the computer business, um, we would we would go and repair a computer. We'd charge, you know, 150 bucks, and it was like 35, 40 minutes worth of work, right? And sometimes we'd go in, it'd be a quick thing, and and we would feel bad about charging what we were charging. I was like, come on, it was easy. And my dad gave me one of the greatest piece of, pieces of advice that time. He said, look, they're not paying you because you know because you push the button. They're paying you because you knew which buttons to push. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was a big, to me, like. Very wise. Like an aha moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ding. Mm -hmm. Ding. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is stopping you right now or at least giving you that hiccup? Well, I think it's really a change in mindset is you're right. I have 34 years of nonprofit experience and I want to help nonprofits be successful and kind of be able to take the lessons that I've learned and apply and then help them apply them so that maybe don't have to learn those lessons. So I'll step in the same hole. Yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of, I think, trying to change my mindset. And I think I'm getting there, but it's still the tricky part. Well, let's get into some of these nonprofits then. Let's talk a little bit about the value that you bring. Because okay. that's, that's a, honestly the most important part of coaching, right? In in your 34 years of experience, what, what's been your... Um, probably biggest struggle and how'd you guys overcome it as an organization i'm not sure it's probably gonna be something about fundraising but actually for us it was really about growth we wanted to grow the organization so we were based in san diego and um, started to grow in other geographic areas and because i had been with the organization since its conception um or very soon after that that um i really felt that it was hard for me to step back as the organization grew larger and larger and have my role 
change. Mm -hmm. And that was that I really struggled with that for quite a while. And because I want to help organizations that have this desire to grow, um, and that seems to be a common obstacle, particularly for CEOs and executive directors who have the, are the founders of their organization or have been there for a very long time, is for them to really be able to step back and um, do the things that they need to do but also give their employees the opportunities to spread their wings and demonstrate that they can do what, you know, what they've been hired to do. That, you know, that sounds very familiar to pretty much any budding business. Yep. When, it, when I talk to, to different, I mean, there's two different types of businesses, right? There's people who are self-employed and then there's people who have a, tradi- a, a true business. Mm-hmm. And I think you're, what you're describing right there has that different, that, that, that person who's working, doing everything themselves but doesn't quite trust their employees or yeah, their staff exactly. to do something something because they have that that thing in their mind where nobody can do it as good as I can, mm-hmm. right? Nobody cares as much as I care. Exactly. Nobody will do this the way I want it to be done. How how did you get over that? Worked with an executive coach that really, <laughs> really kind of helped me and it's nice because when you um, you know, to have somebody that you can talk with and share exactly how you're feeling and when you're the CEO of a company um, or an executive director of a nonprofit, you don't really have a lot of people to talk about, talk to and to get advice from. And so it's nice to have an executive coach who is that sounding board and you can say, hey, does this you know, make sense. So you have somebody to ask questions to. The other thing is um, when you're the, you know, the big cheese in an organization, no one says, hey, you really shouldn't be doing that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so you need an outside person who can say, hey, this is what you really need to work on. This is what you should be doing differently. Um, and so I think for all of those reasons, it was great for me to have an executive coach. And I learned a lot from that. And so um, I want to help others to see, you know, the benefits and be able to just help their organizations be more successful, because if they're more successful, they're doing more of what they want to be doing, helping more people, serving more people. And I really believe in that. That's a huge plus. Because You know, when, when anybody... I'll give you an example. My dad. Hey, Ham. Do you have the uh, the uh, the pie creed, the short little condensed version? Oh, the short conven- condensed version. I know you have it somewhere. Uh, one second. You'll come back to me. Come back to you. So I'll give you an example. My my dad has this thing that he's been basically writing his whole life. He calls it the personal integrity creed, mm. and and basically it's it's it encompasses like what we believe in it's how we were raised you know it's the whole you know if you look at our slogan on our podcast it's to be of service to others it's it's just taking that you know when nobody's looking what is the right thing to do and it's our it's in our human nature to want to help other people to want to be that that helping hand mm-hmm. you ready yeah go for it the purpose of the personal integrity creed Integrity Creed is to inspire, motivate, and create opportunities for people to serve and prosper. Mm, right? And yeah. that's, and, and But sometimes, oftentimes, that is what we start off with in a, in a nonprofit, and it gets put to the side because you have so much going on. Now it becomes, how do I make, make sure that I raise enough funds? How do I make sure that you know people are doing what they're supposed to be doing? I have this drive going on. And we kind of lose track of some of those things. Mm-hmm. And you were describing something that, that I think happens in a lot of companies when you have uh, 
a CEO that has nothing but yes men around them. Mm-hmm. And that can be problematic mm-hmm. because you can't solve Einstein said him, you can't uh problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. And that happens a lot in an organization. Mm-hmm. And when you have an executive coach there, right? What is it wh- give me some of the things that you're walking through um, some of these people who are in a position where they're trying to expand, like, you know, if you have a story or something like that, where they're stuck in, in what they don't even see as a closed box, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're doing mm-hmm. their day to day, right? They're getting things done, but their organization has plateaued. They haven't been able to go to the next level and they can't seem to understand why. Do you have anything like that? Let's see. Um, Gosh, I could. It's kind of a tough question, so yeah, that's why I was like, yeah, I don't know if that yeah, was yeah, it's like something something that pops right in my mind. Um, hmm. Maybe some of the more common things that you see where people get stuck. Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, doing the the things that you feel comfortable doing. So if it's being out with your the staff or um, the parts of the job that you really like. So for me, I really like the program development, the starting up of new locations. Um, and so I did a lot of that. But then at some point as the CEO of an organization, that wasn't really my role anymore. My role was to do more fundraising and to be out and in front of the organization in the community because we're um, at large eight options for all was a, is a large $18 million nonprofit in San Diego that very few people know about outside of the disability arena where its primary focus is. So, um, you know, and it was nice to have an executive coach to say, hey, these are the five things you should be doing. All of that other stuff, if you're doing it, you stop. Mm-hmm. So it was really helpful to have somebody who really kind of called you out and said, these are the things you need to be doing. Stop doing those other things. Fine tuning your, your, well, like in business, we talk about it a lot as your money making activities. Right. There's a lot of things that keep you busy. Exactly. But there are a few things that keep you growing. Definitely. And that's, that's definitely a big thing because you know, the, the nonprofit space is, is definitely, um, uncharted territory for me but it's something that we have been talking about kind of stepping mm-hmm. a little more into mm-hmm. i don't know if we're going to start a nonprofit. like I, I was telling you the personal integrity creed my dad kind of wants it to be something where remember this is why you got into it and it's mm-hmm. kind of like we want to be able to brand nonprofits with like we remember that we have this personal integrity that this is what we believe in that yes we're trying to solve cancer or you know help kids needy mm-hmm. homes whatever it is but we believe in this type of creed. This is our core concept. Mm-hmm. How do you help? Uh, well, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't like throw big questions like that at you. They're kind of tough. But um, <laughs> go ahead. But I'm gonna go ahead anyways. <laughs> See, is there any time where you you meet somebody who's just overwhelmed? They're like, I got into this with great intentions, but now like there's so much going on and I don't know what to do. Sure, absolutely. It happens all the time. So, um, and it's really, you know, finding that focus. And part of what I, it's interesting, the model that um, I executive coach on is based upon the Rockefeller habits and John D. Rockefeller and the disciplines and strategies that made him so successful. What? You know, yeah. a couple hundred years, 200 years ago. Quite some time now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eight, late 1800s. So 
um, really using those strategies. So to really sit down and talk about annual planning and priorities and what are your annual goals for the year and then quarterly priorities and then the discipline and the focus and then communication within your organization, particularly as you're a growing organization, to be able to really help them um, stay focused and then to communicate. If you have a growing organization, communication becomes more and more and more important. Mm. And so those are all areas where people can stumble. And I've learned, I know that because they're all areas where I stumbled. And so, you know, I think it helps when you can say, hey, you know what, this, I made the same mistake. I did the same thing. Yeah, those, those mistakes, uh, doesn't matter your industry. No, we all that's tend probably to make true. them. You know, mm-hmm. it, they're, they're things that like, I don't know, I don't, tell me in your experience, I'll, I'll tell you in my experience. Um, I tend to make the mistakes when, I haven't really, I, I'm like uh, impulsive on something. Mm-hmm. When I'm impulsive on something and I'm like, that's a great idea, we should do that, boom, and we jump into it. And then I realize, well, I had two feet in front of the other feet. <laughs> and I, I thought, yeah, I don't know what was going on. I trip and fall and then I have to step back. And sometimes it's one of those things where when you step back, you're taking four or five steps back just to recoup mm-hmm. where you're going. Um, but I do it with good intention. Of course. You know we what I mean? Do. Like yeah. I did it because I wanted to improve whatever X, Y, Z, whether it was an employee situation or whether it was, you know, the bottom line or whatever we were doing, but it's always where you fumble, where it's impulsive. Um, when you sit down and when you sit down with a client, how much flexibility are we leaving them to that creative impulse and how much of it are we t- trying to tie down on, look, this is your overall intention. This is your goal. This is your why. This is what 2020 is about. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, this is what we want to finish. Let's break that down into quarters. Ultimately, right. this quarter, this is the goal that we want. How about let's break that down th- this month and then this week. And then today I need to get this one thing done. Exactly. 13 weeks in a quarter. So that's 13 steps to get to, you know, to get to the end of that quarter so that you're really focusing and helping your organization focus so that, yeah, that's really an important part of it. Because, yeah, it all happens under good intentions. And sometimes it's, like you said, an opportunity to step back and say, and that's why I think the annual planning and the quarterly focus on priorities is really important, is and that that's communicated so everyone in an organization, particularly in a growing organization, are focused on the same things because you can have one area go in one direction and another doing something else. And so really help through this process for organizations or businesses really to look at an annual planning process where they decide kind of what part of the process is, is your 10 year big, hairy, audacious goal. What do you want to accomplish 10 to 30 years out there is where we start. And then you look at your three to five year targets and then, okay, to get there, what do we have to accomplish this year? And then from there, okay, if this is what we want to accomplish this year, what do we have to do in this next quarter? And so really take it piece by piece and have a really thorough plan. And what's exciting about this process is the strategic plan, one page. Ooh, I know. Simple. Simple. Humans, we like simplicity. Exactly. Well, in the nonprofit world, our strategic plans are these 35, 40-page documents we spend months putting together. We put them in a ring binder, put them on a shelf. 
And that's where they sit. And that's where they sit. Nobody looks at them. Exactly. And that's what Mm -hmm. I so valued about this process is that it was a one page strategic plan. We talked about it every week. And so the plans and the priorities all were working together. So you were really implementing your strategic plan every day and operationalizing your strategic plan. Well, and, and you're you're talking to the executives. So part of it is a coming up with a plan, but the other part of it has to be how do I communicate that to my people? Exactly. Right? Because uh, you know, I mean, we we we've run into the situation where we have staff, and then sometimes if you're not constantly communicating with them and letting them know like if if it's a one-page document even your staff knows exactly where you're going what the intention Uh is otherwise they think you know oh the boss is crazy they're making us do something again for what if you don't know the for what like if every single person doesn't know why they're there what they're trying to do or what they're trying to accomplish this quarter it's going to be a big problem in trying to convince them Uh on top of trying to get other people to donate to this organization. organization. So let's talk a little bit about that communication factor. And there's two folds to this. One is internally. Um, you Perfect time. <laughs> Whoops. Before we get into that, the time is 19 minutes and 59 seconds. We interrupt today's regularly scheduled number one podcast in San Diego for a purely selfish, completely irreverent, sell-out, cash-grab word from our sponsor. Hernan, what are we selling today? Well, look, to be fair, since we got a nonprofit thing, I think I'm going to go with the promo on the nonprofit side. Ladies and gentlemen, December 19th, It's All About the Kids. Go to itsallaboutthekids.org or find them on Instagram, It's All About the Kids Charity, Twitter, It's All About the Kids. On December 19th, they're going to be doing a... uh, uh, they're, we're going to be giving away shoes and they're going to be doing some stuff to give away food to needy families. So if you guys have some time, maybe you guys have seniors in high school, some people who need some community service hours, this is going to be a great event to go to. So go check them out. It's all about the kids.org backslash feed the kids. Cool. Boom. There you go. And now back to the number one podcast in San Diego, the business bros pod. All right. So, we're going to talk about communication. So there was twofold that I was that I was wondering about. Um, what type of? Uh, I'll start. I'll start with with one, and then we'll go into the the. So one's internal, one's external. Sure. Okay. So the internal one is is what do what kind of coaching? What kind of strategies do you have for your executives to communicate the entire plan, or 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 are they part of the of the plan itself? To, so that everybody's on the same page. What kind of coaching do we do there? So we start with that um, one-page strategic plan. And so you have this simple document that you can give to anybody in the organization. And it has your core values, your core purpose, so um, your, your three-year targets. So it has everything. And it's easy to look at and see pretty quickly. So you can distribute that. But then the other thing internally is with your leadership team is what we call meeting rhythms. So actually with a leadership team, we recommend a daily huddle. So anything from five to at the very most 15 minutes every day, but the leadership team or the team that you manage gets together and they talk about what their top priority is for the day, what um, good news, and then if they're stuck. And it's amazing what that love, just those simple things 
um, helps the communication in the organization, but you start there, then there's weekly meetings, monthly meetings, quarterly meetings, all with systemized um, specific agendas to accomplish things so that you're communicating effectively throughout the organization. And we're not talking like hours of meetings here. No, we're talking about really succinct meetings with specific purposes, some for education and training, others to focus on operational problems. So um, particularly taking what the stuck item is from the weekly or from the daily huddle, and then at your weekly meeting is that's where you talk about if there's a stuck item that several people are all stuck on the same item. It's like, ooh, we got to fix that fast. Mm -hmm. So then to be able to focus on that specific stuck item at that weekly meeting. But no, short, succinct, and all with a specific agenda and a specific purpose. I like that. I like that. Because I always try to get enough information because I'm going to steal some of that and use it in my own company. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Next, communication with outside. What kind of stuff... Um, in your experience, have you done that works well with helping organizations raise awareness, raise funds, um, do simple projects like the shoe drive? What's What's been working in your experience for, for those sorts of things? So I would say that it's really about uh, you know having a website, um, getting on podcasts, um, you know, and I think really what what I've learned and something that took us a long time to learn is to focus on public relations, that nonprofits kind of, you know, you have a limited amount of financial resources. And so you're like, oh, I can't really afford to, you know, do the PR stuff. But what I've learned over the last couple of years in particular is that has huge benefits because then more people that are out there and know about you, the more um, people are going to have referrals for services, fundraising is going to come in, you're going to have more people at your events. So it's really important to carve out money and to work with a public relations firm who's an expert and has the connections. So I would say that was my kind of the big aha for me and really the most effective way to communicate out to the and to the right people in the community. How important has it been to build like a like an email database, for example? Oh, huge, huge. And today's Giving Tuesday. And so to be able to, you know, do um, live Facebook things, um, email out um, now um, options for all and many nonprofits don't really do a paper newsletter anymore. They do it all electronically. So to have a database of donors and prospects and people interested in the organization that you can communicate with via email is critical. It's, it's that way in business too. Yep. <laughs> so of that's course. What, that was the main question. Yeah. You know I mean? Of course. It's one of those things that I've noticed in 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 any industry. That email database, the ability for you to constantly communicate and stay top of mind, mm-hmm. is is huge. And I and I had imagined it was the same way as a yep. nonprofit. Of course. But uh, I wanted to get some clarification. Of course. Well, and what you're going to find is pretty much all of the best business practices apply to nonprofits. And I think sometimes nonprofits forget that, but it, you know, and I had a mentor who said to me, no money, no mission. That's true. Yep. And so you've, it, the, the, and the more effective we were at running an effective business, the more money we had to do um, our good works and to be able to help our constituents and provide more services. Yep. Yeah, and that's, 
I'm, that is what it comes down to. It's it is it is a resource. Uh, last little example before we get into the Ask the Bros section. My uh, my mom runs a food bank in her church, and uh, she her, one of the stores locally um, elected her food bank to be the recipient of some funds, and so they they raised some money, and and she got you know confirmation on the phone. Hey, thanks, you know we raised this much money, and and she overheard she heard it was eight hundred dollars, and she was like, you know what. Thanksgiving's coming around the corner. Would we be able to get, you know, a few, some turkeys using that, that $800? And the lady's like, no, not 800, 3,800. They were able to give away 180 turkeys at her food bank. And that was, you know, super impressive. Um, But it comes down to the same type of thing. They're turkeys. They cost money. Right. No money, no mission. No turkeys. No turkeys. (laughs) turkeys. So, you know, having that that ability to to mm-hmm. raise those funds and, and reach out to the community members and, and stay top of mind and be effective communicator, all great things. And yep. of course, it comes down to if you have no idea, you need to be coached with uh-huh. people who have been able to do it. Why reinvent the wheel when someone's already done it? Right. Exactly. All right. All right. Ask the bros. You ready? All right. I am ready. Okay. So while you think of a question real quick, I'm going to okay. remind our uh, listeners, guys, thank you very much for the 365 pairs of shoes. Plus, if you guys have any other uh, shoe donations that you want to make before the end of the year, hit James up 619-884-0045 or James at csfirst.com. Remember, we're in the insurance business. So if you guys need any help with your insurance, home, auto, commercial, workers, comp, general liability, whatever you need, we're here to help you. We also want to add insurance into your business. Maybe you have a mortgage office, tax office, something like that. We want to help you increase your bottom line. We'll do all the heavy lifting, but you got to find out how. So hit James up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. Show sponsors, CasanovaFishTacos.com. Make sure you guys go there for all your catering needs. Stop by there. Go to CasanovaFishTacos.com. Let them know that the business bro sent you. They'll Add a little bonus to your package, and uh, we appreciate it. Plus, if you're gonna have a catering of Casanova fish tacos, I, I wouldn't mind an invite, James. You, you want to tacos? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. saying. Especially those. Mm-mm-mm. All right, guys. Thank you very much. All right, you ready? I am ready. Ask away. All right. So my first question is: What are would you say the top three for each of you? Top three business wisdom that you've learned by doing your podcast. Ooh, I think. Uh, the one of the biggest wisdoms I've learned is the ability to ask questions of, of somebody else. Mm. That's for mm-hmm. me the number one thing that has made the difference because um, we we talk about all the time. Like you know, you guys listeners don't get to hear before the show, but before the show, I don't like to ask our guests anything because mm-hmm. I want to get to know them on the show. So it's one of those awkward moments where I talk about myself. But if we have a conversation in public and it's all about me, that's a very boring conversation. So I've learned to ask somebody else about themselves that's my that's my number one you want to go with your number one uh sure um my number one is getting out in front of people and telling them what exactly it is that i do which we've gotten better and better at uh here on the podcast and i've gotten better uh outside of here as well i think number two for me is going to be um actually being able to ask uh for that close like i think that's been one of those yeah i i could bring you value i can bring you product i can bring you service but then asking for the money mm-hmm. that's always been that awkward part now it's like there's very little that i feel intimidated about because i'm on camera every day yeah there's very little that i worry about saying because i make a fool of myself anyway <laughs> um so i'm, I'm o- i've become okay with uh just asking just asking 
Cool. Uh, number two for me is the power of social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been growing and growing and growing. And uh, probably one of the coolest things that, that happened was our last uh, parody over at the Casanova Fish Tacos. Uh, we walked in and people already knew the song. Mm-hmm. Like that was, wow. that that was, was really cool. That was fun. Yeah. So they heard it from your podcast. They they heard it because we released it to the small group. So it was a Casanova Fish Tacos. Uh-huh. They have an underground taco club. So it's a small Facebook group of people uh-huh. that go once a month to, to the location. Because otherwise it's catering. So once a month he has it at a specific location. And so we, we shared it there saying, hey, we're going to go and film the video that day. We got there. There people who already knew the song, singing along. It was, wow. it was awesome. It was, it was totally surreal. The power of social media. The power yeah. of social media. And then my last thing for me, I think, was uh, consistency. I've mm. done this. And I, I Basically, I put it out there that we're going to do this every single day. And we've committed to it. And being able to commit to something on a long-term basis makes you that much better at whatever wow. it is that you're doing. Uh, I'm going to say the last one is the difference between uh, marketing and branding. I think that's what it is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, where marketing is is the, the process of putting out a bunch of information, uh-huh. but branding, that's the long term. Who are you? What do people know of you? What do people expect of you? Uh, branding is the long game. It's long uh-huh. play. Uh, whereas marketing is, you know, we could do that in short bursts looking for specific things. Wow. So, Great. I love it. pretty good stuff. I can oh. apply them to my business and to my, you know, to my, the people I'm going to be coaching. I love it. Absolutely. Great. Wow. By the awesome. way, and I'll tell you guys, because I'll tell the listeners too, um, you came here because of Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson's one of our insurance agents. And we tell all the people that we've talked to, use our podcast as a, as a value add. So if you have any coaching clients uh-huh. and you Ooh. Have, who, who are on the fence and you need to get them on some or give them a little bit more exposure. So I'm opening it up to you okay, to invite great. them on the show. Awesome. All right. Ooh, an extra little bonus an I can offer. Them. bonus. I like it. Any value we can add at any time. All right, Nancy, I want you to look into this camera right here. Tell people how to get a hold of you uh, to use your services. Okay. So the best way is to call me or text me 619-253-8337. Or you can reach me at nancy at resultsimproved.com. I always like that, by the way. Oh, wait. Is it results improved with a D? Yes. Oh, man. I had just results improved without the D. Uh Uh Uh-oh. All right, ladies and gents, we're going to change that. That's going to be changed. (laughs) All right. Uh, well, Nancy, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you very much. This is fun. This is this is always cool. Like I said, what other medium do you get to meet somebody every single day? Yeah, really. It's the best one. I think you might have inspired me to think about doing my own podcast. You should. Woo. Maybe not every day. Maybe not every day. <laughs> you know, and, and here's what I tell people all the time. All you got to do is pretty much get past episode seven. Because uh, that's your commitment level. Most people don't get past episode seven because they, I'm going to do it once a month. I'm going to do it once a week. Something comes up and uh, it kind of falls off. So commit like anything else. Put it in your schedule. Once it's in your okay. schedule, once it's in your calendar, it exists. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And do it. Cool. And if you have any questions, by the way, let me know. I'll, I'll right. talk to you about equipment and software and all that stuff you need. It's pretty all easy right. to wow. set up these days. Cool. All right, ladies and gents. Thank you guys very much. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? 
Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at cusfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.